Hello, I'm Holly, and welcome to the podcast Spooky Saturday. My friend Kayla and I are here to question the suspicious, investigate the intriguing, and do our best to distinguish fact from fiction. Each episode, we dive headfirst into a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, history, and more to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts. Now let's begin. Whoa. Whoa. Welcome to Spooky Saturday, everyone. Yay. In Animal Crossing. Wah! Whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're just going to hear our voices right now because um, uh, we're not doing video because we're just filming the Animal Crossing. And in the podcast, you'll hear us playing Animal Crossing in the background. Just enjoy the, the music. Right now, I got some sweet tunes going. Yeah. Look at all those chickens. Tifling. Tifling King. Tifling. I used to call it Tifling. Tifling. I don't know. Like trifling i'd like look i only had the books to read so i thought it was tifling for like my whole my whole life anyway tifling king 95 of blue clock thank you for subscribing i have major mad mad tokyo controlled drift <laughs> tokyo drift on my controller yeah, it looks like you're like slow walking very coolly oh yeah it's bad it's bad but anyway this is my silly house so we're gonna go to kayla's island where kayla has made a Spooky Scouts camp, I believe. Yes. And I'm really, I haven't seen it yet. I'm really excited to see it. This is my favorite thing, though, so far in Animal Crossing. I When I touch the skeleton, his little arms lift up. Oh my ah, gosh, spooky! I discovered that today. That he like, he's like, It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> he's like, boo. <laughs> it's so dumb. I love it. All right. So let's go. Yes. So we'll have to do a good job of describing what's happening. But Animal Crossing. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. By the time this podcast episode comes out, I am 100% sure Animal Crossing will still be the new hotness. Yeah. So this will it'll still I mean, be relevant. We'll still be in quarantine. We'll still be here. <laughs> Hold on. I got to make another net and then I'll be on my way. But I need another net because I God, the drift, the, the drift. <laughs> I'm just going to choose to believe that your controller is haunted and you are incapable of buying another because everyone is quarantined. And playing Animal Crossing. Well, I checked the store. Yeah, won't let they won't like let me. You can't like buy a Switch right now because of it. It's yeah, the drift is real. The drift is real. Today's going to be a fun episode though, because we're going to talk about Kayla and I also have like an amazing idea that we're going to make, and it's going to be so cool, and it has to do with role playing games and being a spooky scout. Yes, we were like obviously the quarantine has made us all creative in different ways. And we were just like, let's do something. Wait, hold on. I need to check. You said that it, I want to see if this gnome has a skull in the back. Oh, yeah. Just, ah, he does have a yeah. skull in the back. It's amazing. That's amazing. He's a tough okay, guy. Gonna, he is. Okay, I'm going to go get on the plane. Boop, boop, boop. We waited to get on the plane so that I could, um, so that we could see Kayla's Island from the, from the top. Oh, update from last week. Okay. Let's do a little bit of um while we're while we're getting on the dodo plane to fly over to Kayla's Island. Update from last week for the QAnon stuff. I actually have a friend uh who has Q clearance. Believe it or not. Wait, you need clearance? Which is what QAnon is. QAnon means that it was someone that has this has like that government clearance to know all these like secret things. But she just like works at like Lawrence Livermore and she also has Q clearance. And she's just like, yeah, that's not that's not what that is. What? Uh, so it just made me laugh real hard. So just so you all know, uh, we're going to have her as a guest, like, at some point, so we can revisit the topic, and she can tell us all of the secrets while blurred 
about how like Hillary Clinton needs babies what? or whatever, <laughs> or like how celebrities are taking adrenochrome. <laughs> I'm very confused, but this I'm I'm in for all it. I'm say- it's saying it's all it's just as much BS. She has Q clear. It's Q the same clearance. like clearance that they said that the person who is writing the stuff like the weird like poems on Q and on she has the same clearance. Oh my god, as Q or whatever. I am interested and excited about th- this development. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Ray, rain short for Raymond. Apparently, like celebrities were like eating babies or something to stay stay young. Oh yeah, and like drinking the blood of young celebrities. Scared people. It's blood of the scared young. I, it's a lot, you guys. But watch last week's episode if you feel like being sad. <laughs> but this week's all about happy, fun, spooky things. The things that, that really feed our spirits. Yes, I did come prepared uh, to recommend a few. I brought a couple small spooky businesses that I feel like you should support because they are being affected by the pandemic. Oh, good. That's exciting. One of them is the Mothman Museum. Because they have shut down their entire storefront and they're only selling stuff online right now, which is very sad. And I don't want them to go away. Did you link it in the chat? I am about to. It is mothmanmuseum.com, but I will drop the link in there as well. But they have Mothman coffee and Mothman hot sauce. Mothman coffee? Yeah. Mothman hot sauce? Yeah. I ordered a hoodie and hot sauce, so I'm excited. Uh, the hot sauce is allegedly a four out of ten and on the hotness scale. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Mothman would actually be the spiciest cryptid, but sure. Do they have a plush, too? They have several types of Mothman oh, plush. Oh, shit. In various levels of cuteness. And then the other one I was going to recommend, which is actually just a fire department. I have this hoodie and I'm wearing it now. It's the Flatwoods Volunteer Fire Department. And they feature the Flatwoods monster riding a fire truck (laughs) on the back of their sweatshirt. So when you wear it, people are going to be like, thank you for your service because they'll think you're a volunteer fireman. But really, you just won't wear it because it has the Flatwoods monster on it. But it supports <laughs> Thank you them. for your service. I, that happened to me at the store. They were like, thank you for your volunteer service. I was like, no, literally, I just got it because it has a uh, thing on the back. And they were like, oh. Oh, but if you if you would like to buy the Flatwoods hoodie, it is located at flatwoodsvfd.net. Their website's a little lacking, but if you go to the shop, <laughs> you can get it. All right. Um, okay, we're going to midsummer. Let's fly. Mouse, get out of there so the screen will full screen again. Yeah, those... I say those are good spooky businesses to support. Also, there's the Cryptid Museum. What is it? I've been there. It's the not the Cryptid Museum. The Bigfoot Museum also has some good merch. I don't know if they have an online store, though. Ooh, Yes, my island is named Midsummer because I thought that would be cute. And also, I like that movie, but that's not the theming I'm going for. It is spooky camp. Okay, we're flying over. We're flying over. Oh, and it's sunset. So pretty. Yeah, it's later. Golden hour. Later in the day for me over here. Oh, they saw the UFO. You've got invaders. I'll take you to all the hot spots. Okay, let me put on the appropriate attire here. Oh, man, the wand. Yes. Oh, my God, the vest. It's so good. I want a spooky scout vest. Oh, my God, look at little moss moss balls. You got moss balls. Bigfoot. Yes. You have Bigfoot tracks. (laughs) Oh, shit. Bigfoot tracks all around my island. And then I have some signs telling you that birds aren't real. And oh my god, Bat Boy! Yeah, birds aren't real. I'm a lie. I'm gonna give you. The- I love that sign. How it's like peeling up a little bit. I know too. it's like this shitty sign someone posted. It's so cute. This is great. 
Got some. All right, so we've got. Some, and you moved all your trees to down here. Yep. And I got some shorts for you there, and then we can buy shorts. You, get you a vest. Sweet. Thank you. Put these shorts on. I love the wrapping paper. Yes, I wrapped it. Explore shorts. Oh my god, they're amazing. Oh, I got some nook miles for those shorts. What? That's weird. Because oh, I got more clothes. Materialistic avatar. Thank you, Miles. <laughs> Did you see my title? No, I wasn't. My old one was tear. My old one was teary-eyed trash, and I think this one just says friendly trash. Oh, mine's aspiring ghost. Aspiring ghost. <laughs> All right, so we've already seen some Bigfoot fr- footprints. Yes. If you're playing Animal Crossing: New Horizons, whoa, space a space helmet. Yes, yeah, isn't that ridiculous? That's awesome. I'm just being alien alien. Uh, the bottom row, please. Gotta get the That's best. a spooky spout scale. Yes, and also, if you're playing Animal Crossing, Kayla can link this code to the Spooky Scout vest, and you, too, can be a Spooky Scout. Yes. Yeah, I've... I feel like the best part of Animal Crossing is you can make it whatever you want it. It's a very soothing experience as we all suffer the horrors of quarantine. It's true. Okay, I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put on this, because I have to use it in here. Hold on. Doot doot. I'm just putting on my custom design. Amazing. I will try to send the code Yay! for it to Jack. Okay, hold on. I just want to, I'm going to see what's in your shop real quick. Cause you know, I'm just, I just want to, I just want to see what's in your shop. Do it. It's going to take a, it's going to take a quick little peek. There's magical girl dresses right now. Oh, there's some good flannel shirts too. <laughs> oh, and the patch, the pants with the patches are cute. Yes. I've had those for a those while. Are cute. Yeah. Tweed cap. Oh my God. The space helmet. <laughs> Yeah, the space helmet's pretty ridiculous. Oh, I like the green leggings with the spooky scout vest. Yeah, those shorts look good with it, too. Work boots. Those are cute. Oh, yeah, and I have steel-toed boots. Yeah, I have those, too. Hmm. See, this is what happens. I just start making up outfits. I love that, though. It's so fun. It is fun. <clears throat> I should get those green leggings, too. I do like the green leggings. I don't know about these sporty sandals, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not too sure about yeah, those. I don't know about that. No. Yes, I'm ready to make my purchase. Yes, I'm also going to take my hat off because my hat's too fashion for a spooky scout outfit. There we go. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> ready to go. Here we are. Let's go. I don't have a backpack, though. Whatever. I don't need anything. You don't need it. Where you're going, we don't need supplies. Okay, here we go. So we're in the sunset. It's sunset. You're in the spooky forest. It's spooky. This is my spooky sign. There's a spooky sign here that leads you different. I don't know. Okay. It doesn't actually say anything. There's these tabloid signs I made. Yeah, I can see. Only the spookiest of flowers are of allowed. Snack machines? Snack only machines. the spookiest of snack machines. Yes. Snacks. When you're in camp, when you're at camp, I don't know. I only went to. I was This one with the aliens? Yeah, the, the <laughs> aliens that are coming for our tacos. Oh my god, it's so good. My house is up here, and while... I love the thing, the little, like, mush you put on the ground here. Yeah, I have this pattern. I could probably give it to you. It's a, I, I made it, so it kind of looks swampy. I like it. Oh my god, the grave. I was trying to think if I had any summer camp stories to tell that were scary, but honestly, the only summer camp experience I had was church camp, and they made us wear cool... <laughs> oh god. They made us wear culottes to go swimming. <laughs> so, like, that's all I have. <sighs> I love it. KK Dirge. Yes. <laughs> Dirge. That's amazing. Um, I went to science camp 
And my friends and I kept acting like the, the government was coming after us in science camp. And that's, like, about it. Though science camp was fun. I also did Envirothon, which was also, like, a camp. <laughs> a little light table. That's so cute. Yeah, you can customize it. little comics. Ah, it's so cute. That's adorable. Kayla's house is so cute. You got flower. I love that wallpaper. The skull is so good. It's, like, just glowing. Yeah, it's, it's, I love that it's a record player. It's ridiculous. It is amazing. What was I going to, oh, yeah, you got the centipede from Flick. I got the, I got a, a peacock butterfly. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, I was like, I need the centipede. I love centipedes. I love Flick. Flick's great. But yeah, I don't have, it's like, I went to all these camps, but I didn't have any, like, like, real spooky experiences at them. Like, it was never anything, like, spooky, spooky. It was just dumb. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even totally remember the camp I went to. It was out in the middle of nowhere, so theoretically, like, it was, like, an hour to get there, and I already live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But I just remember being annoyed the whole time and having to wear culottes. And if you don't know <laughs> what culottes are, they're just really big, voluminous shorts, because someone I talked to earlier didn't know what culottes were. Yeah, I don't, Yeah. I feel like culottes are not a good choice. They're not for a anything. good fashion choice. I don't think they're ever coming back from wherever they went no. to, but they're gone no. now. They can't hurt us anymore. No, they can't. I love this little vest. It's so cute. Yay! It's great. It's what our vests are going to look like. I ordered, until we make our own patches, I ordered a bunch of different ones from Etsy. And Oh, did you? Yeah, so I'm going to put them on there and then I'm going to get some enamel. I got a mushroom enamel pen. Oh my god! And I'm probably going to get some more enamel pins, but I'm going to start on those when they all get here. That's so exciting. Yep, they're going to look... I'm going to try and make them look... Because I feel like when I, I was in Girl Scouts, and I feel like as far as a scout vest goes, mine was just completely covered on all sides with patches. And I think that's how you do it, because you get so many patches. Right. Like the back was covered in them, the front, all of it. So that's how we got to do it. Yeah, it's awesome. Right. I feel like your tarot thing is different than mine. Yeah, there's two different colors you can get. Oh, yeah, because mine's lighter. Yeah, and that probably, I think the other one has red candles. It does, yeah, you're right. Wes gave me this one, and I like... That one's cool. I like the purple globe and stuff. Yeah, I like the purple, too. It's neat. I got the spooky red candles. All right, let's go scout. <laughs> Jack said I went to Y camp and met the kid who bought, brought cigarettes and whiskey, and we did bad stuff. Oh, why oh young life so that's like church oh, camp yl that's a church camp why are the kids doing bad stuff oh you know those children i feel like we didn't do anything bad at church camp i just remember it being really hot and me being uncomfortable oh do you want to see my i have a reaction I, this is my favorite one watch <laughs> i'm just crying i'm crying like big tears <laughs> All right, let's go look at some spooky stuff in this golden hour. Okay. Oh, a spooky rock? It looks like fingers, so I thought that was spooky. No, it is spooky. Mm. More Bigfoot tracks. everywhere. Look at him. He's he's here. He's... Oh, here's your little bird villager. I oh, love so her. No. I love Gladys. Gladys. She's my Come favorite. Come to my island. You're, you're, she's a crane. I know. Isn't she the best? She's so cute. I gave her glasses, and she wears them when she reads. I know, it's She's too so much. Cute. And I put a sign outside her house that says, I am alive and as a bird. Someone's going to need to change your batteries. Oh my god, a floating, what the, why is this This is floating? a meteorite. Whoa. Yeah, so this is scary. It is scary. Just floating there, which I find very uncomfortable. It's the haunted rock. It is uncomfortable. I hate that it's just floating there. I remembered what I was going to say, is I was looking up places to go, like it was weird places, because who knows, we're all in quarantine, like... 
I don't know, man. And <laughs> I found um, there is a place in Oregon called the the Mist. It's called like like the Oregon Vortex, and it's what that one show Gravity Falls was based off of. Oh, I like it's that the Oregon show. Vortex and Mystery House. That's literally what it's called, and it's six hours away, and I want to go. So there's a camp story is I want to go to the Oregon Vortex. Um, there's also a really weird um, thing in Washington that's just a hole. It's like the Washington, like, something. It's like a hole. Someone just, like, found a hole that goes so far underground that they've never found an end to it. <laughs> it's nope. a perfect hole. Nope. It's a perfectly, like, round hole. There's pictures mm-hmm. of it. And apparently, like, in the, like, a long time ago, someone threw their, like, dead dog down there, and they found their dog alive the next day. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hate that. Yeah. Well, I... It was like... I, I was told about the Mystery Hole, West Virginia, and I just Googled that if you want to hear about it. Yeah. So apparently, there's this place called the Mystery Hole in West Virginia, and it says, what is the Mystery Hole? This, believe it or not, astounding experience has intrigued many people... Not. Both young and old over the years. Many come time and again just curious to know if they really did see what they thought they'd seen, or if their eyes were playing tricks on them. Yet some have gone away so bewildered that they've headed in the wrong direction and became lost. Very often, keys get locked in the cars because the occupants are too anxious to see the mystery hole and experience the laws of gravity in action. Oh my god. This mystery hole thing seems to affect different people in different ways, depending on whether they cling to the new style education or stray to the plain old CHS, which they define as common common horse sense method. This is West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, We have noticed that the highly educated folks do ask more questions than the lesser educated ones do. Whatever these unidentified effects may be, they are believed not to be a serious threat to those searching for fun and excitement. Weird offbeat attractions are not always easy to find in wild, wonderful West Virginia. That's what makes the mystery hole a welcome change. (laughs) Many people have passed by this astounding, mystifying spot without realizing just how near they were to a whole hole full of interesting, intriguing, and incredible experiences. Not responsible for accidents or after effects. People with heart ailment or vertigo do not enter. (laughs) So that actually doesn't tell you anything about it. Wow. But that's what their website has, and it just has a picture of a man holding things, and the gravity's all weird. Like, it's like- That's amazing. He's, like, holding a ball on a stick, and it's, like, going to the side. So I guess it's just a spot where gravity's weird. I can't tell you. That's the actual website definition. It's just like, wowee. Wowee, it's weird. I have a story for that. And a lot of these, like, roadside, like, campy things. Campy in the general sense. Oh my god, I look so upset. (laughs) why what happened to me oh it's the mistake (laughs) it's the gravity help the gravity here's also that it's it is called mel's hole and i'm linking it in chat Uh, mel's hole is the hole in washington that they don't know what it is and it's like a bottomless pit have you ever seen the movie shoot what's it called the one with the the kids they go in the hole and they get superpowers and it's like a found footage one starts with a c Ah! gosh what is it called it's got that one guy that looks like a young Leonardo DiCaprio. Crap. What is that movie called? Chronicle. Chronicle thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that I wonder if that's what it's based on because they find that hole and they go, oh, in the, they go in the hole and they touch a thing and then they get superpowers. I really like that movie. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, maybe. That's, uh, that's an inspo for our project because yeah. they like get powers and they're teenagers and they like abuse them. I'm like, <laughs> I remember. Yeah. 
I'm 30 and I would definitely abuse those powers. <laughs> Haunted. Oh man, you have, you have like a spooky lighthouse? Mine's red. I had to trade with someone because mine is also red and white. And I was like, I don't I want that. I hate it. Yeah. We could see if we can get you another spooky one because I we got this from Jack's friend. Lame. Yeah, mine's red and white. And I'm like, no. So I have a Oh skin. no, the hole. Yeah. I found it. No, I have hole. the hole here. It's right here. <laughs> yep. The hole's right here. And if you look found at this, <laughs> if you look at it from above, it doesn't look like it has a bottom. So this is my bottomless no. hole. It's Mel's hole. Mel's hole is apparently also surrounded by a wall. Oh, okay. Well, I need to put a wall oh, around here's it. Your, this is for summoning aliens. Yeah, right? this is my SETI satellite. Oh, yeah, of course. Listening. For, for listening for alien activity. Very important. The, I remembered what it is. So I went to <laughs> a long time ago. You know, I, I've been watching like UFO and conspiracy theory shows my whole life. Like back in the day. I, listen, I mean, I just, like, I still love that stuff even when I was young. And when I was 16, friend and I, I was staying with her dad in Florida, of all places. And in Florida, there's this place called the Coral Castle. And the Coral Castle was made by some, like, weird dude who just, like, made weird, like, neolithic size structures in Florida. And no one knows how he did it. And we went there, and they the dude, the, like, tour guide was, like, definitely who knows i don't even know but he was like the gravity is weird here and i was like is it <laughs> <laughs> no can't you feel it yeah and i it was it's like if you're ever in florida and you want a fun like kitschy ufo thing to be, oh my god the leggies yeah my flag the leggy flag your flag is the leggies did you hear my town tune it's the x-files theme song oh my god that's amazing i haven't heard it yet well let's go explore some more i i thought i saw a gnome up there Yes, I have gnomes in the fairy forest, oh which God, is up is this top. Jack's this is Jack's <laughs> trash house, which he is modeled after the Tiger King. So, no! and he also dresses Jack, himself no! up like the Tiger King. No, so that's a cryptid in and of itself. So, Wait, there's a urinal outside. Yes, it's his garbage Ugh. house. Yeah, the Coral Castle is cool, but sad because I think his like wife died or something sad. Like, it has something sad to do with it. Oh, here's a little campfire. Yes. Oh, look at this little camp. Look at Oh, it's a little camp thing. It's for telling stories. That's so cute. Story soup. I love the tiny trees, too. Different sizes. Yeah, I planted more. They'll grow. I wish some of them would like stay tiny, though. I like that they're different though. sizes, though. Yeah. You got a telescope up here. Nice. We're looking for them aliens. Yeah, look for them aliens. Yeah, we just, before we started, I don't know if anybody's seen this yet, since it seems to be new that it's going around, that there's a video taken in Quebec. Of these objects flying around the surface of the, our moon. Ah, UFO! It's very startling because the objects look the same size and they look like they're going intentionally and they they cast shadows. We were talking about that because they, yeah. they can't be that far from the surface then, I guess. I don't know. But if you haven't seen it, you can look it up on... It's going around Twitter pretty actively right now. So I feel like... My opinion is the aliens are coming for us. I hate this little alien. It's so spooky. Yeah, I hate, I hate him. him. And he looks up. Look at his little red eyes. No. He looks up before he goes up. It's very scary. Oh, my God. I hate him. He's so spooky. More Bigfoot tracks, I see. Yes. Only the left foot because I got lazy. <laughs> I know. We can't, I can't hit him because there's a force field. Uh, so if someone in Quebec apparently supposedly filmed a video of a UFO going across the moon it's very scary yeah it is very scary looking i don't I mean we don't know if it's real or not but it's very scary you got a lot of gnome we got a gnome problem up here yeah it's my fairy forest because gnomes are oh. gnomes are like fairies so 
Don't talk to them, though. They're probably evil. Cause fairies yeah, are they'll, evil. Probably, they'll probably kill you, for sure. But I put all my fruit trees up here. That makes sense. <laughs> well, the hole. I want to go see the hole. I want to go see Mel's, Mel's hole. Like, what's the deal with that? What's the deal? Woo! Whee! I'm going back to your the little camp campground. But yeah, the Coral Castle was weird. That's weird. So what kind of big structures did he build? It was like, literally, it just looks like a giant, like, Stonehenge out of coral rock. And like, it's, but it's multiple pieces and like a spinning door and all kinds of weird stuff. Whoa. Wait, they don't know where the hole is? Well, I hate that. Wait, they don't know where the hole you talked about know- is? No, they don't know where the where Mel's hole is anymore, I guess. I guess people found it and just, like, didn't say where it was. That's awful. Okay. I hate that. I'm going to sit down at the campfire and then I'm going to look this. I'm going to look into this. Okay. Yeah, because I found that a lot. Oh, man, this this house is a cool door. Why how my house isn't cool? I, like, I want a cool house. Yeah, I want to be able to customize my yeah. house. Mel's hole. <clears throat> Mel's Which hole. Which is just a terrible word. <laughs> yeah. Mel's Hole is, according to an urban legend, an allegedly bottomless pit near Ellensburg, Washington. Claims about it were first made on the radio show Coast to Coast AM by a guest calling himself Mel Waters. Later investigation revealed no such person was listed as residing in that area and no credible evidence that the hole exists. The legend of the bottomless hole started on February 21st, 1997, when a man identified as Mel Waters appeared as a guest on Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Waters claimed that he owned rural property nine miles west of Ellensburg in Kittias County, Washington, that contained a mysterious hole. According to Bell's interviews with Waters, the hole had infinite depth and the ability to restore dead animals to life. Waters claimed that to have measured the hole's depth to be more than 80,000 feet by using fishing line and a weight. According to Waters, the hole's magical properties prompted U.S. federal agents to seize the land and fund his relocation to Australia. Waters made guest appearances on Bell's show in 97, 2000, and 2002. Rebroadcasts of those appearances have helped create what's been described as a modern rural myth. The exact location of the hole is unspecified, yet several people claim to have seen it, such as Gerald R. Osborne, who used a ceremonial name Red Elk, who described himself as an quote-unquote intertribal medicine man. Okay. And who told reporters in 2012 he visited the hole many times since 1961 and claimed the U.S. government maintained a top-secret base there where alien activity occurs. But in 2002, Osborne was unable to find the hole on an expedition of 30 people he was leading. Local news reporters who investigated the claims found no public records of anyone named Mel Waters ever residing in or owning property in Kittitas County. Kittitas County, I don't know. Uh, According to State Department... Of natural resources. Oh, Kitsap. It's Kit. I think it's Kitsap. It's like Kitty Toss. Kitty K I T T I T. Kitsap is the islands. Just kidding. It's a weird. It's it's a complicated name. According to State Department of Natural Resources geologist Jack Powell, the hole does not exist and is geologically impossible. A hole of the depth claimed would collapse into itself under the tremendous pressure and heat from the surrounding strata said Powell. Powell said an ordinary old mine shaft on private property was probably the inspiration for the stories and commented that Mill's Hole had exhibited itself as a legend based on no evidence at all. No. So they don't even know where it is? They don't know where it is. A couple people claim they saw it. <laughs> so I flumped in bronze bottom said, it's a cover-up! It's a cover-up. Yeah, because of the alien activity. 
I don't know. That's interesting. It reminds me, I mean, I don't understand why he had to throw in the whole resurrect animals from the dead thing. I think that probably would have made it more believable had he not thrown that (laughs) in there for no reason. But I don't know. I'm interested. I wonder how many people have went searching for it. I don't know. Like, Like, could we find it? Could we search for it? Mel's whole search. Because that seems to be, it reminds me of the, whenever I hear of something like this, where they're like, it's not possible. I think of that book, House of Leaves, where it was like an endless, They talk, that's that's not a real place, but it makes me think of that, where it's like an endless house. It's very scary to think of something that's like, you could go into it and never be able to come back right? out. You just like die in there. Right? Uh, Fraz Balls, thank you for subscribing. But yeah. Road trip. Yeah, road trip to find Mel's hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hillary. I I knew that um, Kitsap's the islands. My friend used to live there, Hillary. But the I can't I can't pronounce the one where the they think the hole is. It's like Kittitas, 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 or something. Kittitas, Kittitas. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, but it's it's. Uh, I mean, I know that the the mystery the mystery well or whatever the hell it is in Oregon is only six hours away from me so I'm ready to go you gotta go I'm, I'm looking at mostly ghosts.com kitty toss yeah it's kitty toss kitty toss okay, okay. kitty toss kitty toss if you there's a website called mostly which I'm sure is a great resource but they have like an overhead map where they kind of project where Mills Hole is located and Whoa. they also say there is a lot of alien activity claimed to be around Ellensburg so that's why people are like, this is an underground alien base. Well, like Pacific Northwest is full of weird stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It's like Pacific Northwest and then obviously near where I live in like in West Virginia is really has a lot of it as well. I guess it's any area where there's like a lot of woods and mountains. Yeah. Forests and places where things could exist. In and the desert. Don't forget the desert. The scary desert where cultists spooky hang out. Spooky desert. Yep. The spooky cultist desert. Yeah, there's apparently I also- am like. Hmm? Oh, I was going to say there's also a Devil's Hole, which is also a weird name, but in Nevada. Wait, that's not good. Devil's Hole. I don't hole. like the word hole involved with anything. Yeah, I'm pretty done with that. What were you going to say? I don't even remember. <laughs> I was just, I was, oh no, Animal Crossing got dark. I So I can, I can, because I was staring at foe behind us, because I just noticed that it's there spinning in the I know. background. You could see him back there. He's hanging out. I see it. I hate it. It's so spooky. Yeah, there are ghost towns in Oregon that we could explore, too, said Flumpton Bronze Bottom. There's a lot of weird things in Oregon and in Washington. I just want to go explore. Oh, no, you got the crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, that's like the too much caffeine eyes. The scared face. Is that what that is? Yeah, I feel like it's like, this is like a look of horror. Oh, yeah, when you, I do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> the mouth is just open, like, Aah! Yeah, it's like pure terror. I love it. Um, you know what's spooky is Bunny Day. That's that shit's scary. I hate Bunny Day. It's so bad. It's better than it used to be because I remember in New Leaf they had it. So I I knew I was prepared for this to be miserable. But in New Leaf, the do you remember like the eggs? You could see the yolks. It was like cut Ew, open yeah. eggs, and I was like that. That's yes. worse. That's somehow worse. So there's at least we don't have the yolks involved in this furniture and stuff. Contour says there's a devil hole in Australia. It's a swimming hole that's banned people from entering as when people go in, they don't come out. No! No! Oh my gosh. See, these are good campfire stories. When I was looking for campfire stories earlier, it was just like, there was a homeless person and he scared me. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I did pull up because 
I remember a story from when I was younger called Crybaby Lane. Oh my God, I've heard that before. You might have told me. I think I've told you because I thought it was a thing, but it's also the name of a movie that Nickelodeon produced that they banned like that was completely banned and scrubbed from existence because it scared me people. And I looked further into it and Nickelodeon was like, yes, this is a real movie that we made and we didn't like, we don't talk about it. Like we don't air it anymore because it was too scary and it is pretty dark. So the crybaby lane story that I remember and that I was told was that back in Burkton, Virginia, which is the middle of nowhere, there was some road that went back past a fence you would have to find this like specific fence that led to a really beaten gravel road and you'd go back all the way just keep going as far as you can and then you would come to a little parkable area where it's just like an open not even fenced in it's kind of like a grove and if you went there at night and said like cry baby cry baby cry baby cry you mm-hmm. could just hear all these babies crying because some woman Ew. like had children and would kill them and then bury them is what no. people said so that was the story <laughs> i remember that's awful yeah so we went looking for it and we could never find it because the, i mean it could have been one of so many roads back there but we didn't find one that looked like it was had like the metal fencing, cattle fencing that you could go back behind. But the crybaby lane that Nickelodeon <coughs> had, I want to read you the plot because it is please ridiculous. Um, before you start, I remembered my one thing. I, I remembered one thing from science camp. Oh, tell me. So I had a song that my teacher taught me, my science teacher taught me at science camp. Okay. And it goes, my body lies over the ocean. My body lies over the sea. My body spits blood in a bucket, so bring back my body to me. Bring back, bring back, bring back my body to me, to me. Bring back, bring back, bring back my body to me. And then at the end, you'd say, slip, slop, bring them up, blah. (laughs) What? And that was the song that I learned in camp. (laughs) (laughs) Why would they teach you that? I don't know. I was at science camp. Oh, my. Anyway, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you for this blessing. Are you sure this wasn't murder, Cap? I don't know, man. Maybe a little, little, little sprinkle of murder. Yeah. That's, look, that's what we were taught. So Crybaby Lane is a Nickelodeon television film that premiered on October 28th, 2000, and it was never aired outside the United States, nor dubbed into other languages. It was not rebroadcast until 2011 and did not receive a home media release. And basically because when it came out, people were like, this is very messed up and traumatic. Um, But the plot is Andrew and his older brother, Carl, enjoy listening to ghost stories that the local undertaker, Mr. Bennett, tells them. One night, Bennett tells the tale of a local farmer whose wife gave birth to conjoined twins, one being good-natured while the other was clearly evil. The farmer, ashamed of them, kept the twins locked in their room. Eventually, the twins got sick from a liver disease and died together, so the farmer sawed them in half and buried the good twin in a cemetery and the bad twin in a shallow grave near the house at the end of an old dirt road called Crybaby Lane. Whoa. As whoever is caught out there at night will hear the cries of the deceased twin. Later, Andrew, Carl, and a group of friends decide to hold a seance in the cemetery where the good twin is buried, but soon after the seance, a creepy phenomenon occurs around the town. When Andrew consults Mr. Bennett about it, he confesses that when the twins were separated... 
the farmer mixed up the twins and tossed the good one in the field, and that the good twin is crying for help, not vengeance, and the bad twin possesses nearly everyone in town, and it is up to Andrew to stop him. However, during the time Andrew and Carl journey into Crybaby Lane, the evil twin intervenes and possesses Carl, who then tries to attack his brother. The evil twin, speaking for Carl, tells Andrew he can't stop his doing as he cries of the good twin. Oh, as the cries of the good twin become louder and more desperate. Andrew eventually escapes the car and journeys into the good twin's grave where he must cut a root that was wrapped around the good twin's skeleton in order Ah! to regain peace. The evil twin showers dirt into the grave, attempting to bury Andrew alive, but Andrew manages to cut the root and save the good twin. The evil twin disappears in a flash of light and everybody returns to normal. The next day, Andrew wakes up outside of the grave where he finds the good twin's grave with flowers, alluding that the twin is now at peace. Andrew then picks a flower from the grave and gives it to Kathy as they leave Crybaby Lane. What? This was a Nickelodeon movie. Uh, what? Was it like directed by Guillermo del Toro? I like, know. <laughs> and I, I was baffled by this. And also like, also the as I was reading this, the main question is how could the twin when possessing people speak? Because didn't it die when it was like a baby? Yeah. Know. Plot holes, Nickelodeon. Yeah, plot holes. That's yeah bizarre yeah so apparently it re-aired in 2011 though so people must have i don't know wanted to see it it was first aired on one of their halloween snick specials hosted by melissa joan hart which i remember those (laughs) i remember those does that have some has some big spooky scout vibes yeah oh okay in 2011 a copy was discovered on reddit and the ensuing reaction prompted Teen Nick to re-air the film on October 31st, 2011. So Reddit did it. That's why oh it resurfaced God. because of Reddit. I have a new reaction for you in Animal Crossing here. <sighs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot I got that one. It's shock. I'm like, huh. So scary. But yeah, I, I looked that up because I was trying to find the real story of Crybaby Lane. But apparently that's the real story. That's thanks, it. Nickelodeon. I hate it. I know. It's it's just so... like. I mean, like, when you say, like, Nickelodeon movie, even though it was a Disney movie, I picture, like, Halloween Town, but... I know! It's just, I don't, I guess Nickelodeon had, like, was Nickelodeon Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because Are You yes. Afraid of the Dark messed me up. Oh, Are You Afraid of the Dark messed me up big time. Like, like, do you remember, okay, like, do you remember the episode where the kid gets stuck in the pinball machine? Yes! I hated that one! Or the one with the alien eggs under the school? Remember that one? I don't remember that one. Oh it was my messed gosh. up. I tried to watch some today, but there's like nowhere it's streaming for free. So I didn't. I was like, I'm not that committed. But I did Google a couple people's opinions on the top 10 episodes. And I don't know that I remember a lot of these, which makes me sad and makes me want to actually rewatch them because I feel like I remember being so scared by that show, like really scared. I know. Oh, I was too. There's one they said is basically where M. Night Shyamalan got the, the idea for The Sixth Sense. Because it's called The Tale of the Dream Girl. Um, oh and it says, Johnny and Angeli works at a bowling alley with his sister and everything seems normal. That is, until a beautiful young woman appears and refuses to let Johnny go, even if it means taking him far from the world that he knows. This episode was the twist ending before there was a twist ending. It begs you to ask what you really know to be true and whether or not you are actually alive. Well, so I guess someone was dead the whole time. I feel like so I remember spooky. the water demon one. Oh, yeah. I think I do, too. 
oh gosh, the super specs one. They talk about that one. I remember that one, which was where, let me read this, see if you remember. Weeds, a prankster, Mary Beth, his victim, and a pair of trick glasses that give the wearer the ability to see into another dimension, or more accurately, as the two realize, to open a portal between two worlds. Through the glasses, the characters see the blackened silhouettes of people and they don't like to be seen. The nightmare echoes this type of negative image monster, and there's definitely something about an army of silhouettes running towards you that is unsettling. No! I remember that. I remember that one. Where it's like they go and get, they go to like a magic shop or something and get the the glasses, and they see those weird shadow shapes from another world. It's like, who comes up with this nope. for children? Nope. Whew! Nope. Oh my gosh. Nope, nope, nope. What about the the tale of the renegade virus? Do you remember that one? No! Simon is a high school student who is a bit too cocky, as evidenced by his relationship with his family and best friend. He does, however, have a love of technology, and he is the first volunteer for his teacher's new virtual reality game. But soon Simon can't tell what is real and what isn't, and something is watching his every move. So that's definitely a Black Mirror episode. Ugh, I hate it. I hate. I said it. I did a tweet the other day about Black Mirror. I was like, said something about like, what, if, what if a, what if a dangerous pandemic hits and we're all quarantined inside, but a new game comes out and we all start thinking we're talking to animals. It's, that would be. That would honestly be an episode of Black Mirror. This is yeah. Black Mirror. We we are in. We are in it. Oh no! Oh no! I don't have a shovel. My shovel's broken. Oh no! Oh no! Um, I also, if you want to hear some fun things I stumbled across, too, is um, I was doing some UFO research, just because, as you do, mm-hmm. and the Como News, which I just sent you with the article for uh, Mel's, Hole, Mel's Hole, also talked about uh, 194 UFO sightings reported in Washington State last year. And there's some, some uh, fun exclusions, if you'd like me to read a couple of them. Yes, please. This one's great. May 31st. Nighttime sighting of an orange orb and a human-like greenish thing in North Seattle. I just witnessed a bright bright orange orb or ball across the street from 24th Avenue Northwest and 95th Avenue about 1.30 a.m. I walked out to have a cigarette. Was it a jazz cigarette? Because then I know why you saw an alien, but anyway. (laughs) Looked to my right, saw the orange light object at a roof level, and then as I watched, a streak of a green-gray human shape leaped into it from the side, and then it vanished. I felt like something realized it was being watched, so it stopped whatever it was doing. Anyway, how's me shaken up? I feel like I saw something, like a shooting or a kidnapping, and I know no one will believe me. Whoa. Whoa. I don't know that I believe them. I don't know. August 13th, sighting of an ambient glowing cloud sky ghost over Tacoma just after midnight. As I was driving, I kept an eye on it because it just seemed so out of place. What caught my eye was that it was changing shape, almost dancing in a very graceful way. Or on the top of the moon. I'm not religious, but I could say it looked like a huge angel. It wasn't a solid craft or vessel of any sort, but something that could be literally not of this physical world. Whoa. I'm not on anything. I saw this sober. (laughs) Just FYI, I'm not on anything. And here's a more common one. October 2nd, sighting of a fleet of triangular craft by a father and son as they were seated around a campfire at night in the Port Orchard area. The entire formation moved as one and traveled sideways. Each triangle appeared to be separate. There was nothing visible that connected them. There was no sound. It seemed to move with great speed. There were no lights associated with aviation. The only light was a white, yellowish glow coming from each triangle. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Hate that. Yeah. This one says, 
Um, the nighttime sighting of a bright circular object emitting rays at 2.20 a.m. over Redmond. Woke up looking out the window with open blinds and saw a very bright, large, emit, large light emitting 6 to 11 rays. Woke up my partner, asked her to stand up and report what was seeing being was outside. Both of us viewed something never seen before. Both sober. Everyone in Seattle's like, look, we're sober, okay? We're having jazz cigarettes. We're having... Both viewed yes. rays from object moving as if defying law of gravity. Only white in color. Weird. Mm, I'm not... And these were all recent? Whoa! <laughs> this one? It's all from last year. This is, These are all from 2019. January 13th. This one's amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> Nighttime encounter with a 17 to 20 foot tall alien robot. Oh, wow. At a large business campus in Federal Way. I was sitting in my car while my dogs were out for a run about 100 yards away. I saw colored lights high up in the trees. In the same glance, I saw my dogs very rapidly running back and forth while jumping repeatedly. I could tell it was something standing that I quickly concluded was some kind of machine or a robot. That large, round, red light in the center of its head. On the right side and a bit lower was round, medium, dark blue light. On the left side was a green light and a white-yellow light. The robot was taller than the trees. The robot was looking for it and and it swayed gently from side to side with each step. <laughs> yeah, Damn. some uh, Flumpton Bronzebottom in chat said Iron Giant. And I'm like, that, that was my first inclination as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Superman. Amazing. I have one to read here that Jack just brought up. Um, and it sounds, from the title alone, very dope. Um, it's called The Seven Gates of Hell. Whoa. It's a modern urban legend regarding locations in York County, Pennsylvania. Two versions of the legend exist, one involving a burnt insane asylum and the other an eccentric doctor. Both agree that there are seven gates in a wooded area of Hellam Township, Pennsylvania, and that anyone who passes through all seven goes straight to hell. Ah! Um, so the myth is one state, one, okay, so there's two versions. One states that a mental institution used to be located on either Toad Road or Trout Run Road, depending on the source, in Hellam Township, Pennsylvania. It was erected in a remote location so as to isolate people deemed insane from the rest of the world. One day in the 1900s, a fire broke out and, due to its remoteness, firefighters could not reach the hospital in time to save it. Many patients died in the flames, while others escaped and were soon beaten to death. What? The gates' role in the story is disputed. Some say that the gates were put up by the local search party to trap the remaining inmates. Others say that, completely unrelated to the asylum story, an eccentric physician who lived on the property built several gates along a path deep into the forest. Both accounts agree on only one gate being visible during the day, but the other six can be seen at night. According to the legend, no one has ever passed the fifth gate, but if they passed all seven, they would go directly to hell. No. Hellgate. Hellgates. Seven gates of hell. By the way, I just saw one of those really cool big moths on your island, and I scared it, and I'm mad. Oh, one of the Atlas moths? Yeah. Oh, man. Gotta... I still haven't caught one. Because they're only on the trees, right? Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm too I'm too fast. Too, too spry. I'm too spry. I um, love there was like a this. there was a gate the in the town I grew up in there was a supposedly an old gate you can Google it too it it's like got its own fun little you know Wikipedia article but it was also called the Gates of Hell in Redlands California and uh, I don't know why it was called the Gates of Hell I don't know it's scary and we can look it up but it was also called that that was one of our like 
famous Redlands campfire stories. <laughs> All right, let's see. I'm crafting a shovel, and then I'm going to look this up. It's, so. It was called The Gates of Hell. Oh, stupid moth got away from me. All right. Let's see. Ghost2ghost.org tells me. <laughs> Redlands Gates of Hell. In Redlands, there are two black iron gates standing along the roadside of Sunset Street that the local residents refer to as the Gates of Hell. By the way, I never found these. I looked for them. There's a picture on here. They're very spooky. I've seen these gates many times while I was out in the area at the courthouse or doing services in the area. And I can tell you, they're the weirdest and most evil looking gats I have ever Ooh. seen. Gats! <laughs> yeah. Careful for those gats. Gats. At sunset, their severe blackness has an eerie quality to them that makes you wonder what happened to the man who made them. It Ooh. almost appears that his anger and hatred fills those gates. I sometimes <laughs> I sometimes wondered why the city left them standing. But a friend of mine, whom I asked the other day if the gates were still there, said the entire area had been plowed and graded for new housing. Extremely unusual things are supposed to have happened at these black gates after walking or driving through them, such as a ghost with a headless cat would chase no! you. Oh, yeah, they used to. They would say that people were sacrificing cats in the orange groves. Oh, well, there you go. So that was one of the also one of the legends. A bloody bull's head would roll down the driveway as you left the house. And so okay. on. <laughs> and so on. And so on. Geraldo said, I 100% believe that places with intense emotional trauma, like folks killed in a fire, would definitely have sort of, sort of residual psychic resonance. Uh, absolutely. The place that I went to in Scotland, that I went to the underground in Scotland where they have frequent ghost tours, that place was sealed off during a fire and everyone that lived down there died. From a fire, and that's why it's so haunted, is because they all died in, a, in like, a horrible fire. And that totally makes sense, that it would just be something like that. Um, and it was very spooky. I didn't have any experiences, but it was definitely spooky. That sounds very scary. Yeah. The coolest thing about it was that the local, like, the local Wiccan coven had their, like, space down there. And, like, so you could see into where, like, they had their, like, meeting space. And I was just like, whoa, this is so cool. Okay, that's cool. It's a very it high-energy really cool. area. Right. I'm going to try to replant this tree. It was not growing in that spot. I'm drifting. I'm drifting off. Drift away. Drift away into space. I need to get some more star fragments so I can build the moon. I know. I have that. I have it in my town. I made a Stonehenge and just put the moon next to it. Amazing. I love it. Well, I need more spooky stuff. I love the leaf piles you put in your town. I can make those. I want to make more of them. Yeah, it's the leaves didn't know everywhere. That, it's scary. I didn't know that when you ran over them, they made fun little like leaf like, they poof. Yeah, and I put um, a playset, one of those jungle gyms down here, because, I don't know, children scare me, so I feel like <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> that's that's legitimate. That's fair. I feel like, okay, let's see. Let's see what else. What other haunted... Oh, my gosh. I googled short stories, short campfire ghost stories. Yeah, and we have a bunch of factor fiction stories today, too, so... Yeah, it's, a, it's just story time. It's story time day. Also, it's like... I don't know. Things are so stressful right now. Like, let's just let's just have let's fun. just tell some spooky stories and have some fun. And this is good inspiration for our ideas for making. Uh, we have some cool ideas for making stuff later for making some spooky scout themed things, and I'm excited for that. So yes, it's gonna be so good. So get excited is what I'm saying. Get hype. Get hype. Your island has so many more rocks than mine. I like how many rocks you have. Oh, my, uh, the first day I got this game, my friend came over and broke all my rocks. And I was like, wow. Oh, no. But they came back, so. <laughs> I mean, like this rock, you have a little tide pool over here. It's so cute. All the rocks. 
I don't have any tide pool. Let's see. I'm going to tell you a short campfire story that I found online. I don't know okay. if it's good. We're just going to risk I go, it. Should I go sit at the campfire? Oh, let's do that. Yes. Here I come. I'll sit at the top. I'm on my way. I like to imagine that I'm making hot chocolate in the little campfire. Oh, yeah. Ugh, I need to pass the Tiger King. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the big, the most <laughs> horrifying thing on this island. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, the scariest part of the island. It's like a, a little a little taste of Florida. Vlad, <laughs> uh, last thank you for subscribing for three months. Okay, okay, I'm ready. This one is called Behind the Tombstone. The old tombstone was beginning to crumble, but it looked like as good a sight as any to set up. Aiden and Mark set the recorder on the ground between them and scanned the darkened cemetery with their flashlights. There wasn't a sign of a caretaker, and they hadn't really expected to see one given the dilapidated state of the graveyard. Turn it on and let's begin, Aiden said. Mark flipped the recorder switch on and Aiden began asking questions out loud. Is there anyone with us tonight? Nothing filled the silence except a slight scritch-scritch from somewhere behind the stone. Unperturbed, Aiden asked the next question. I hear that when there's rats in my basement. (laughs) (laughs) A little scritch-scritch. Can you tell us your name? Again, the only sound was a scritch-scritch. Can you show yourself... As before, just a scritch scritch from behind the stone. Are you afraid of us? asked Aiden. This time there was no scritch scritch, but the no atmosphere suddenly seemed thick and malevolent. Neither young man noticed the towering dark shadow that rose from behind the tombstone until it was too late. The darkness swooped down and engulfed them until neither one could see the other, and just as suddenly, Aiden, Mark, and the black shadow vanished into the ground. The next morning, when the old caretaker showed up, he found the recorder laying on the ground in front of the tombstone. He turned it on, and in the silence that followed each of Aiden's questions, you could now hear the following replies, spoken softly by a deep and menacing voice. Yes, I am always here. My name is never spoken by your kind, but it is very old. I'll show myself, but it is the last thing you'll ever see. You are mine. The caretaker quietly pocketed the recorder, looking around to assure himself he was truly alone. He took the only evidence that anyone had been near that particular tombstone again, and he tossed it in the pile with the rest of the tool shed. That's it? That's it. Short campfire story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always here. You're never alone. I hate the... My... My name is not spoken by your kind, but it is very old. That's no, I, I know. That's yeah. awesome. That's like some Cthulhu shit. I love the the old gods. Oh, yeah. That's good. I want one. I want to read one. Okay. I'm going to send you one. Okay. I don't know if it's good. I'm just <laughs> looking at paranormal.lovetoknow.com. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called... Oop, if I can copy and paste on a Mac, that's the question. Um, woman on the mountain ridge. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Yes. That campfire crackling and animal crossing. <laughs> uh, a couple of hikers got lost in the woods and saw a woman dressed in black along the ridge line. She appeared to be holding an open book. They surmised she must live nearby and decided to climb the ridge to seek her help in getting out of the forest. They watched her pacing back and forth along the ridge as they continued to climb and climb. She didn't respond when they called out. An hour passed, and they were still climbing. No matter how long they climbed, they couldn't reach her. Finally, they gave up and decided to climb back down the mountain. They began their descent, but the more they climbed downward, the farther away the bottom of the mountain seemed. They were trapped. 
The hikers panicked and tried to flee. One hiker fell. As he struggled to get to his feet, he discovered underneath the leaves and and limbs lots and lots of skeletons. <laughs> the hikers screamed in terror, realizing they were just the latest victims of the ghost dressed in black. If you see a woman dressed in black holding onto a book along a mountaintop, turn around and run for your life or the mountain will entrap you and bind you to the ridge and keep the woman in black imprisoned. Ah! <laughs> oh god, I just saw one of your villagers walking on the top of the hill and I got scared. Oh, that's Colton. He invited himself. Oh. It made me <laughs> it made wow, me Colton. Bad. I was like, Colton, I didn't ask you to come here. Wow, invited himself. That's yeah, he, spooky. He came and he camped and he was like, should I move in? And the answers I could give were yes or yes. And I was like, no. <laughs> Amazing. I want to read another one. These are fun. I know. They're so, they're like short and silly. All right. I'll, um, do you want to read one or you want me to read one and then you, you read go, one? You go next. Okay. This one is called Lost in the Woods. You know, it was on a night just like this when a little girl went missing in these woods. The rangers reveal her name was Cassie and she had gone camping with her Girl Scout troop. That first night, when everyone was gathered around the campfire, the little girl ignored what she had been taught about sticking with her camp buddy. Uh -oh. she, I know, you shouldn't do that. She heard a little rustle in the nearby brush, and she thought she might she just might catch a bunny to keep as a pet. She quietly what, what? snuck off after the sound. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very long until her camp buddy noticed that the girl was missing, and she told the scout leader about it. The rest of the girls were ushered back to their cabins, and the scout leader and a few of the moms gathered their flashlights and set out to look for the girl. A short time later, a terrible thunderstorm blew in, making it impossible to keep looking for the missing camper. The moms decided it was best to turn back and continue the search after the storm had passed. After all, the little girl wasn't one of their daughters. <laughs> However, the scout leader refused to give up. With her hair plastered to her face by the rain and the lightning flashing all around, she bravely walked into the woods, calling the little girl's name. The sound of her calling could be heard over and over until it faded away. When the moms arrived back at the cabin, they discovered that the little girl had found her way back on her own, and except for a few scratches, was none the worse for wear. The violent storm continued through the night, but all was still again by morning. However, there wasn't sight nor sound of the scout leader. The moms alerted the park rangers and a search party was formed, but not a trace was ever found of the missing leader. That was ten years ago, but some people say you can still hear her ghost calling out the little girl's name. Listen, you can almost hear it now. And then someone's supposed to say Cassie. And yeah. scare everyone, but no. it's only us, so <laughs> that's all we got. <laughs> oh my god, that's the best. You get to oogity boogity your your fellow campers. Oogity boogity um. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i love it these are fun this is that's that's so fun camps campfire stories are a lot of fun it's yeah they're really great i want to find another one i sent you and one I if guess you want to use it okay cool and then we should read some fact or fiction stories yes this one's the one i sent you is called the ghost at the piano ah! <laughs> all right get ready I hate that UFO in Animal Crossing. Like, I love it, but I also hate it. It's, it's too spooky. It's so scary. The little alien is too much for me. Yeah, why anyway. does he have to be so whittle? I don't know. Why do you have to have those red eyes? Oh. So whittle. Okay. A cup. All oh, right. Sorry. Felicia awoke to the sound of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata wafting its way up from the inn's conservatory. She had just checked in two hours ago, bleary-eyed from the four-hour drive en route to her next concert in Seattle. All she really wanted to do was get some sleep before she finished the journey in the morning. 
So who in the world would be playing downstairs at 3 a.m.? Rude. Rude. Finally irritated enough to drag herself out of bed, Felice, Felice, Felicia? I think it's Felice. Felice padded down the master staircase and across the main hall to the doorway of the conservatory. She froze there, her eyes irresistibly anchored on the handsome man at the piano. He didn't seem quite of this era in his vintage tuxedo and slicked back hair. Felice vaguely wondered if he might be an actor who put on shows about the inn's heyday in the Roaring Twenties. Indeed, there was, an, there was even a glass of gin on the piano top. Without a sound from Felice, the man looked up as though he had been expecting to see her there all along. Hello, Felice. I've been waiting for you for quite some time. <laughs> Felice was mesmerized by his deep black eyes and felt compelled to move towards the piano. You and I have a duet to play, Felice. Come sit on the bench beside me. Felice found she couldn't resist the man's command, and she slowly sank onto the bench next to him. A sudden shiver overtook her as she felt a distinct chill in the air. Put your fingers on the keys, Felice. The man gently coaxed, coaxed her with a gleam in his eyes. As if their own, of their own violation. Volition, sorry. Felice's, Felice's hands reached for the keyboard and settled there ready for the next command. Now play. You know the tune. Felice Hedis hesitated, but her hands no longer obeyed her, and they began to play the sonata that had drawn her down the stairs. The man fell into an accompaniment, and as they played, both figures slowly faded out of the scene. That was Felice's final performance. Ah! <laughs> Felice! Ah! Oh no! Oh my god, crying now! <laughs> That's amazing. That's ridiculous. Felice! 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 F ah! in the chat for Felice. Oh my gosh. So sad. So so sad. She, I guess she got... Yeah, they just vanished. She got they, ghosted. She got ghosted. She got oogity yeah. boogity. I was thinking of that <laughs> movie with the, the pottery, and I think it's just called Ghost. Oh, Ghost? Oh, yeah. that the, with, with Whoopi Goldberg, a classic. She got hardcore ghosted. Mm-hmm. Cupcake Valkyrie, thank you for subscribing. Felice. Felice! Felice. Help Felice murder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna read some some stories from from you guys from the chat from from the spooky scouts themselves. Send them in if you still have them. I am, this is what we're gonna do. My computer is like I don't want to open things. It's too scared. It's too scared. I need to go see if I can find that moth again in Animal Crossing. Do I it. scared them. I scared them last time. I've scared the moth too many times. I don't want to get that free update of pages. Oh God! Your village, your horse villager is back there just being a creep. He's the worst. He moved in. I guess he's kind of like a LARP horse because he thinks he's a little prince. So I'm, I'm okay oh, with that. It's kind of okay. cute, <laughs> cute or concerning. Yeah, I know. Well, he's doing his best. He kind of decided he was moving in, and I was like, "Well, I'll bully you out later. It's fine." <laughs> uh, Curiosity twenty. Uh, thank you for for gifting a sub to Parsonzi. Parsonzi. No running. Okay, I'm gonna tiptoe. Tiptoe. Gotta be careful if you're gonna catch that moth. I'm looking for Mothman. Oh, yeah. I gotta figure out if anybody has any good uh, cryptid suggestions for the island, let me know, because I'm trying to pack it full of stuff. It's that scary, scary stuff. All right. I heard someone talking. I think your gnomes are talking to me. No, I think think my audio picked up. I mean, it scared me. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. Ugh. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. 
Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. Okay, I am prepared to tell a fact or fiction story. Okay, this one comes from Roxy Rondell 79. When I was between the ages of 9 and 11, my family and I lived in a historic town in Maryland called Havre de Grace, which means Harbor of Grace. The town was full of Victorian homes and other old buildings. There was a five-and-dime store, an old-fashioned ice cream shop, museums, a pier by the lighthouse, and lots more. From the street outside our front door, you could see the harbor and hear the water. It was a beautiful town. It was also a spooky town. Our home was large, with five floors, including the basement and attic, with several rooms on each floor. (laughs) Yeah, damn. Uh, Damn. In our home, we would hear footsteps in the basement or attic when no one was there. I often heard scratching noises in the walls. There was a time when my parents heard someone walking around upstairs when they were in the living room. They investigated and went in different directions to try and figure out what was going on. They searched every room and found no one and no trace of anyone else having been there. My friends who lived in my neighborhood would tell me ghost stories they had heard from their parents about things that occurred in their homes or the homes of people they knew, like people seeing dark figures drifting out of their closet going to pass them only to stop and look directly at them and then continue on and disappear through the wall. No! They went to check outside their window and no one was there. There were also tons of ghost stories that had been passed down from things that had occurred in the Victorian era. For one thing, Havre de Grace had been burned to the ground by the British in May of 1813. There's also a ghost that haunts the lighthouse in the harbor. There's an abandoned building that used to be the state theater. On dark, quiet nights, you can still hear the faint sound of a piano playing inside. At the American Legion building, the third floor remains unused and deteriorating after a woman hung herself there. Rumor has it that she still haunts that floor. One night, in my house, we heard noises in the attic where my brother's bedroom was. He had been taking a shower, so we assumed that the noises were him until he screamed. We all went running upstairs to check on him, only to find out that there were bats flying around, some of them flying very close to him. We got the bats out of the house, then calmed down in the living room, glad that it hadn't been anything worse. After a while, we all went to sleep in our own rooms. Later that night, around 3 a.m., we woke up to our doorbell ringing and thumping noises. I was scared, because who would be ringing our doorbell in the middle of the night? We all came out of our rooms to investigate the noises. I huddled behind my mom, clinging to her as we went down the stairs together. The ringing doorbell and thumping noises continued over and over again. When we reached the first floor, we came upon the sight of our three kittens flying off the stairs toward toward the old doorbell, whacking it with their paws, creating the ringing noise, then falling what? to the ground below. They would then run back up the stairs and do it again. We all started laughing, realizing it wasn't anything supernatural this time. Just our three kittens being goofs. After they finally got tired of their game, we got them settled back down and we all went back to sleep. So there's a couple stories packed into this one. Yeah, I mean, that that town sounds really spooky. Like, what what was that spooky town about? Yeah, I'm very scared. And then a fun little kitten story at the end. Yeah, then a fun little kitten story at the end. Do you think it's fact or fiction, chat? Yeah, what do we think? Flumpton says, too complicated to be fiction, so it's fact. Ooh, yep, I see I a keep lot of facts. Hearing, I keep hearing children yelling outside, and it just sounds like ghosts. Tell them to go, go back in the house. No, it's quarantine. quarantine. God damn it. I'll say this is fact, sure. Well, you got it. It's Whoa. real. 
This one's real. This one's real. Amazing. It's weird. Like, and was your house really five stories? Because, like, again, damn. That's a lot of stories and a lot of rooms full of ghosts. Okay. I have. This is, it looks like two. There's your little duck villager. I love her. Oh my God. Her little haircut. Pom pom. Pom pom. Oh. So cute. When Jack invited her, I thought she was going to be gross because if you Google how she used to look, it was very scary, but now she's really cute, so that's fine. That's good. So I have this person submitted two little short stories. I'm going to send you both. Okay. I'm going to go back over to the campfire. Okay. I'm going to come over there. Um, And this comes from Alexa, aka Femme of Center. And it says, hi, this is Femme of Center, and I wanted to share two things that happened from the night my mom died in May 2018. Since it's been a while since it happened, my memory and writing might have embellished a few minor details. So we got to decide. Oh, boy. That's the setup for it. Okay, so I'm going to read. Are you reading or me reading it? You read these. I just wanted to read the little intro part because. the Okay, so there's two of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. All right, so this one is called uh, Ghost Text. I want to preface this story with some context. My mom had a small group of friends who were all wine moms. (laughs) (laughs) They would get together regularly for a girls' night and drink wine and do other wine mom stuff, like sing loud to 80s hits they loved and complain about their husbands and kids. That's adorable, honestly. The night she passed away, my dad, one of her closest friends and fellow wine moms, Molly, and her mom, my abuela, were there with her. Molly texted two of their friends with, she's gone and put her phone away to help my dad process what happened. When the two friends arrived, they had brought wine, one of my mom's, and it was one of my mom's favorite. When Molly thanked them and said it was a good idea, they were confused. They said that Molly asked them to bring it and showed her their phones. There, just below She's Gone, was another text that said, bring wine. Molly didn't send the text, but there, there it was in their group chat. I like to think it was my mom trying to have one last girl's night with her friends. Oh, that's Aww. so sweet. That's, that's, like, that gives me, like, chills. It reminds me of the thing that happened with my grandpa when I got the, like, happy birthday thing when he died. Oh, my gosh. I want to hear that so bad. I know. I, the, it's in my cupboard. One day when you visit me, you can dig it up because I'm not because it's too spooky. Yeah, whenever I can leave the state again, I'm coming. Yeah, when, it, when, all, when we're back to normal, as normal as we can get. Anyway, next story is called Moth Mom. Second story happened a little bit after. As the news spread, more and more people were arriving, and we started to keep the door open so people could come and go as they needed. A moth flew in and started fluttering around the ceiling lights as my family were greeted by the numerous friends my mom had made from work and church. The hospice pastor arrived and wanted to hold a prayer for her, so the dozens or so people circled up in the room. So did the moth. It landed on the bed in between the two people who mattered most to my mom, my abuela and my dad. And it stayed there through the whole prayer. After it finished and people started milling around the room again, I scooped it up to keep it from getting squashed. I quietly took it outside, I I think as a little ritual for me to say goodbye to my mom. It stayed in my hands for a while, not quite ready to leave. I know I wasn't ready either. Eventually the moth flew away and I watched it from the warm light of the patio as it slowly disappeared into the dark. I miss my mom all the time, but whenever I see a moth behave in not a very mothy manner, I like to think she's checking in on me. Oh, that makes me want to cry. That's so sweet. These are really sweet stories. Like, they're really, really sweet. I know. These are so precious. And, like, I feel like it's like I had such a similar story with my grandpa when he passed away that I 
just turned on a recorder and it was him playing the guitar and it stopped and it was a day after my birthday and he said happy birthday to me and I felt like it was him saying happy birthday to me. No. It was really, really sweet. Oh, all the crying pigeon in the chat. Those are both really wonderful and sweet. And I, I really like things like that that give us some kind of like, I don't know, some kind of like hope for like moving on and stuff like that because we're all very human and fallible and I think it's a nice thing to have hope. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Fam of Center. Those stories were beautiful. I'm just going to say they're fact. I I think they are. <laughs> yeah. What do we think, they're all very They're all very heartfelt and wonderful. Everyone's crying. Everyone's got the crying pigeon. Cry. <laughs> yeah, those are really nice stories. I really, like, I, I really enjoy, like, uh, even though as tragic as death is, stories that make, that make it, you know, easier for us for the living to process like that and things yes. that happen that make it easier for us as the living to process death, I think are really beautiful and important. And I mm-hmm. think it's, it's lovely. Factual crying. Fact. Well, these are true. Oh, that's so sweet. sweet. I love them. Yeah, there's stories that make, that ha- make, have death make sense and make us feel like that, you know, the people that were in our lives aren't really gone in lots of ways, that they're still being you know part of our lives even if it's just seeing a moth you know yeah and it's it it's important to maintain those connections in the memories. yeah absolutely absolutely um well that was wonderful i feel like my i'm reading them like after reading all the other stories i'm like oh no i hope i did them justice because they're so <laughs> sweet i loved it i loved it yeah it was great very very good all right what's our what's our next one all right i have one pulled up here uh from anonymous And this one, I'm going to start. One night when I was 16, I struggled to get to sleep as I had a sudden wave of overwhelming sadness. As I was laying in bed, trying to recover myself from the strange feeling, it started to surface that I was worried for a family member, my aunt. I started to think that she was sick or dying. I did my best to reason with myself that I hadn't heard about her in a while and she's probably just fine and I finally fell asleep. The next morning, as I was getting ready for school, the phone rang and it was my grandmother. I was the only one home at the time and she was looking to speak to my dad. I told her I was alone and she said she would call in the evening instead. My grandmother did call again in the evening, but again, I was the only one at home. This time, however, she told me the message she was going to pass along to my dad. The message was that my aunt passed away last night. I felt a wave of cold go over me. In the conversation, I found it would have been around the same time I was hit with the sadness. I wasn't awfully close to my aunt at all, but my family members say that she used to have a special soft spot for me. The day after, I spoke to another aunt, and she said it was probably her spirit giving me her final goodbye. Oh, that's sweet, too. Yeah. I just, and this I was know. from Con- Contuver, Contuver in oh, the okay. chat. Thank you, Contuver. Contuver. Contuveri. <laughs> I did not do this intentionally, but I pulled two that were both very, very sweet. No, they're sweet, though. Those are really sweet. I'm going to say fact. These are all very sweet, heartfelt stories. These are things that we need in these dark times. Is <laughs> these just trying sweet. times. These trying times, as they say on all of the commercials, where the companies are absolutely not there for our well-being. Oh, our COVID-19 <laughs> response. <laughs> Thanks, Mod Cloth. I don't care. Yeah. Spooky Saturday's COVID-19 response. <laughs> I want our response to be like the birds aren't real one, where it's like, we're against it. We we're don't against, support yeah. it. Oh, uh, well, this one's real. Oh, it's so sweet. It's very sweet. Very sweet. Excellent, excellent stories. Excellent, heartfelt stories. 
Yeah, so if you're thinking of sending in a story, do it. I mean, we love all of these stories, no matter what they're about. Oh, Angel said, oh, man, I had a similar experience when my childhood dog passed away. I was out of town visiting my dad in the morning we were heading home. I shuddered and told my dad, I feel like something is wrong with Mousy when I got home. Mom was sitting outside by a fresh, a freshly filled grave in the garden. No, Angel, that's so sad. It's so sad. We have, we have deeper connections to the world than we think we do. Yeah. And to people and to each other. Yeah. People and animals and each other, for sure. Absolutely. <sighs> All right. What is the next story? I sent Let's you a see. little short one. Oh, a little short one. Okay. This is from Sprinkles. As I mentioned before in a previous story, I grew up in a Victorian house built in the 1800s. One story that arrives in my thoughts is when I would play video games. As I would play the game, it felt like someone was looking over my shoulder or when a bird lands on the shoulder. I recall playing a horror game, maybe Resident Evil or Silent Hill. There was a part in the game where it was a jump scare. As the scene was happening, I heard a voice whisper, oh my god. I looked around the room and saw no one. Afterwards, I hastily saved the game and left the room. Later, when I was about to go to bed, I saw the shadow over the console like it was trying to figure it out. I didn't sleep in the room for a while after. No, the ghost can't figure out the video game. <laughs> no, video game ghost. I love him. He's doing his best. He is doing his best. I'm going to say that one's fact as well, because I think, Sprinkles, you've talked to us before about your your spooky your spooky Victorian house. Oh, no, the crying. Ah! <laughs> he couldn't figure so out the game. So spooky. He was trying, though. Okay, so you think fact. I see one fact in the chat. I don't know. What do we think? They're saying, they're saying fiction, fact. We got facts. Got Give that ghost effect. a walkthrough. <laughs> the ghost is like plugging like in a game, game genie. genie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just said game genie at the same time. I had a game genie. I did too. Okay, well, our writers got you. This <gasps> one's made up. Oh no! Sprinkles, you got us! Got him! Yeah, Sprinkles! Uh, Sprinkles! Sprinkles says the story is fiction, even though some weird things did occur in the house. Oh, you got us, Sprinkles. That lead up. I'm shocked. You got us, Sprinkles. Fiction. fiction. Not this time. You got sprinkled. You, you got, got sprinks. Sprinkled. You got spranked. You got spranked. <laughs> I was calling Sprinkles spranks because Geraldo was saying it, and I was like, I just couldn't help but say spranks. You want some spranks? Yeah. I like that. Spranks. You want some spranks? Now Mojo, when she wants, like, dry food, I'm like, Mojo, you want some spranks? <laughs> a 16th century Victorian lad getting his mind blown watching me play the 2003 remake of Resident Evil. Amazing. That's so cute. It is cute. Cupcake said, my great-grandmother used to tell a story that shortly after my great-grandfather died, she heard a thumping in the house and walked into the living room to see him dragging his footlocker down the stairs. He then asked her if she was coming, and she told him, I can't. I have to take care of Donald, who's her uncle. She said he then just nodded, said goodbye, and walked through the front door and was gone. Whoa. What? Like, she just saw, like, a straight-up apparition. <gasps> that's intense. That is very frightening. Yeah, that's super frightening. I don't know what I would do if I saw something that, like, appeared physical, but also dead in my house. Yeah, also, I don't know. Oh my god, the horse is now on the lower level underneath the UFO and it scared me. No! Horse, ha stop! You weren't invited! Here. I didn't invite you down here! The horse wasn't invited! Hopefully he doesn't come over here. I don't want him to come over here. Okay. I have another pulled up. Alright, I'm, I'm ready. This one's called, I bought a thrift store painting. Oh no! I'm, I'm already scared. Uh oh. I don't like this. Whew! Okay. 
Uh, don't have a sign off on this one, so we'll just say anonymous. But if you're in the chat, let us know. I was in a thrift store the other day and saw this strange painting in the back. The painting depicted a dark forest during a new moon with strange thin white figures weaving through the trees alongside white orbs. I don't know what came over me, but I decided to buy it then and there. I put it up at the end of my hallway. Over the next week, the painting would randomly fall off the wall with no feasible way it could have been knocked off. I leaned it on an end table and it stopped falling. Soon after that, strange banging noises would start coming from my hallway, like something was stumbling around. Every time I checked, nothing was there. Not long after the banging noises, either guests or myself would sometimes see white orbs out of the corner of our eyes. Ah. They'd always be moving towards the hall where the painting was situated, vanishing as fast as they would appear. I know I may be alone on this, but if it was just orbs and sounds, I would have kept the painting. After all, if that's the worst that happened, what do I have to worry about? One night, I woke up to more banging throughout my house. Since the noises weren't just confined to the hall, I assumed someone may be trying to break in. I got out of bed and checked all my doors and windows, which were undisturbed. As I turned back to the hall, I saw a white face with black eyes peeking out of the doorway to my guest room. I ran to the door, not quite sure what I'd be, what I'd do or be able to do for that matter. The guest room was empty, even the closet. Figuring I must be tired or stressed, I walked back to my room. As I laid back down, I saw a white figure, the same one as in the painting, looming over me. Its head nearly touched the ceiling, and its arms were long and bent at unnatural angles. And its eyes, those eyes were like a black abyss as it stared at me. I was frozen in shock, trying not to even blink as this thing watched me. As my eyes gave way and I blinked, the figure became a white blur, heading out my door and down the hall. After 10 to 20 minutes of trying to process what just happened, I bolted out of bed and looked down the hall where it went. All that was there was the end table and the painting resting atop it. I donated it to a Goodwill the next day. I know. Why didn't I toss it or burn it? I was afraid of what would happen if I destroyed it, and despite everything, I couldn't bring myself to just throw it in the trash. I hope whoever has that painting now is having an easier time with it than I did. Ah. Haunted painting! No, it's so spooky! I hate haunted painting. I'm still scared. Look at my my character's still scared. (laughs) Ah! I always think that when I go to, oh, I'm crying too. We're both crying. When I go uh, to like like uh thrift stores, I like look at things. I'm like, I don't know. This looks cursed. I'm not sure if I want this in my house. Oh, for sure. I hate the stories about haunted paintings. Like that one that was on eBay with the child and the doll. I hate that one. Where it's like the doll, like it's just a creepy painting. But people alleged that like the doll would move and hold a gun and all this stuff, and it's just a very scary looking painting. Yeah, it's super scary. I don't like it. Okay, so we got. Oh, what do we think? I do, I don't know. I'm gonna say fiction. It sounds like it sounds like fiction. Mostly fiction in the chat. We got some facts. This one's made up. Ah, we did it. We got it right. It was you good though. It. Yeah, I liked that one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was that was a good one. It was spooky. Both. So we Again. have. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go for it. You're fine. I was. Gonna... I was gonna say we have a short one and we have a long one. Okay. What were you oh, going to say? I don't remember again. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the UFO again in Animal Crossing, <gasps> and I kept seeing it out of the corner of my eye. It's throwing me off. It's scary. It is scary. Okay. Okay. Well, let's do the long one first. It's pretty long. I'm going to paste it to you. Do you want to read it, or do you want me to read oh, it? Oh, why don't you read it so you don't have to paste me so much? You can send me the short one. Okay. So it's harder to paste it to me. Let me send you the short one, and then I can read the long one. The short one will be a fun little quick little... 
Right, Discord. I Discord's, Discord's haunted. Well, Discord's having problems because everyone's at home and they're using it. We use Discord for work now, which is weird. Really? Yeah. This one comes from Victoria de Reyes. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. When I was in high school, I'd often hang out in a riverside park in a small Wisconsin town. This park also happened to be divided in half with the park on one side and the town cemetery on the other. Sometimes while walking through the park, I'd hear a ghostly singing voice coming from the cemetery and it was extra creepy. I would be in the middle of the afternoon and no one would be around. I'd walk over to find no one in the cemetery to be found. It's said, it's been said from others in the town that the cemetery is very old and very haunted. I think I'm inclined to believe it. Oh man. What do you guys think? Fact or fiction? I'm saying that someone said fact. Moros just said cock shotgun. Discord's haunted. <laughs> Discord's haunted. Everyone's seen, there's a couple fictions, seen a couple facts. You know, are you going to tell them, Kayla? I will tell them. This one's a little bit of both. Whoa! This one is faction. Most everything about this story is true, except the ghostly singing came from my friends and I practicing singing for choir. I often wonder if anyone could hear us and that they would be, and what they would be thinking. I would have been, I would have been spooked. Yeah. For sure. Oh my gosh. I, if I would have heard that, I'd be like, uh-uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> mm No, no thank you. I'd ran like that. <laughs> I mean, that is a good idea to, to oogity boogity people. Oogity boogity. Don't oogity boogity me spirits. Yeah, don't do it. Whew, okay. So this one's a, a long one, but it seems very thorough. I think it'll be interesting. Okay, buckle up. This one comes from Hike Rex to the Spooky Scouts. In 2008, I was hiking from uh, Virginia to Maine. Emmy is Maine, right? Maine? Yes? Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Along the Appalachian Trail. About one day past the Pennsylvania border, a tropical storm strikes my location. Winds gust up to 40 miles per hour and trees were blowing down and losing branches. I was lucky to shelter off the ridge in a nearby trail shelter. At the time, however, the shelter roof was only halfway finished, exposing myself and six other hikers to some cold side winds and rain. We, are fi we were fine and protected from falling trees. The next day, however, we had to deal with a hillside of ancient oak trees that had been blown over. Nobody had cleared oh. anything, so we were scrambling over partially broken limbs and giant three-foot-wide trees. There was no good way around them, so one by one, we went through them all. This slowed my pace considerably, and I was behind schedule when I reached the next shelter. It was occupied by a couple of drunk people cooking lamb stew and a broth of beer. I didn't ask, nor did I stick around to deal with their belligerence or stink. Although it was about darkfall, the best option seemed to be the next shelter five miles away. I make it to the shelter, and there is one other hiker whom I know well. I just want to sleep, so I eat a quick dinner snack and then hang my bear bag in a tree. Being dark, the rope I try to throw over a branch keeps getting snagged and tangled in small twigs, so instead I just climb the tree. With the rope in place, I start to come down, but I'm knocked out of the tree. When I open my eyes, it's dark. My headlamp fell off during the fall. I had landed in a thorn bush with a big rock right next to me. I feel myself getting dragged away by my right leg. Oh, no. Luckily, the other hikers sense something. They, sh they sh shine their light around the corner of the shelter saying, hey, what's going on? There was evidence of frequent vandalism in the shelter, and we were half expecting pranks of some sort from nearby locals. What appeared in their headlamp was a hunched black figure with two black, black pointy ears and a long black tail. Crush, my friend, scared it away. 
food safely away. I then had to treat two deep puncture wounds in my leg. I treated it as best I could with Neosporin and wrapping what? it with an ace bandage. I slept restlessly that night. Getting up in the morning, my leg was not so was not in so much pain as it as on fire, like some kind of infection was spreading. I redress it that morning, and there is still a large lump on my shin bone. Some six or eight hours later, like a two inch lumpy rise on my shin, <laughs> I can tell that it is going to be there for a while. Because of the fire in my leg, I am unable to keep the wrapping on my leg for more than two or three hours. After taking the bandage off, my leg feels much better. Crush and myself talk to a state park ranger that following day. The ranger explains how some locals have been reporting sightings of black panthers, though no viable evidence has been provided. After telling the state park ranger what happened, they say, nice story, you got any photos? They didn't believe me, claiming that I had fallen crossing a stream or injured my legs crossing the fallen trees the previous day. Suffering no more pain, I continue hiking three more months and finish at Mount Katahdin in Maine. The lump on my leg has grown another inch, swelling to about Ooh. a three-inch deep tender no. bump on my shin. One month after that, my, my shin scabs over. After a weekend hike, I pull off my socks and the scab comes with it. Out of the fresh wound, a white shard is poking out. My <laughs> breath catches, but I can't help but prod and pull the loose shard out of my skin. I kind of freak out and show the shard to my brother and friends. Being otherwise fine, I soon calm down. They thought it was a shard of hardened pus, but it had, but I had bit into it and felt its density and rigid, rigidity. The shard was placed in a plastic bag and was taken to be analyzed by a doctor. The results claimed it was a viable piece of bone, and the doctor suggested I had splinter fractured my shin bone. Whatever the reason may be, we all know that a tracking implantation procedure had gone wrong in the woods in 2008. Now when I am out in the woods, I keep my eyes scanning the treetops for black panthers. I'm I'm comfortable sharing my trail name at this time, which is Pond Scum. <laughs> People who do a lot of hiking have like trail names. That's amazing. I yeah. did not know that. One of the people I follow on Instagram, I think hers was like pitch, like perfect pitch or pitch pine or something. And I was like, I did not know people got like trail names. I want a cool trail name. Gotta start hiking. Hiking right? that trail. I don't know if I'm badass enough to hike like the Pacific Trail to get a trail name, but Oh my gosh. I know. My coworker hikes like the Appalachian Trail and stuff, and I'm like, no, I don't know. I like playing Animal Crossing. I'll hike in there. So yeah. what do we think? Fact or fiction? That was gross. <laughs> Mel Skunk says, I do not believe they'd stay on the trail with a swollen leg. That's probably true. I'm gonna say faction. Mm, which parts do you think are real and which ones are faked if you think they're faction? I feel like they actually got bit, but like that didn't happen. Like the, the gross part didn't happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. I like, see. I, like maybe they got bit by something that's messed up, but it could have mm -hmm. been like a skunk. Or like who knows? Oh, who even knows, honestly. Okay, we're seeing faction agreement in the chat. Well, you're right about it being half fake and fa half real. But you're wrong about the details. Oh, no! So this is the Black Panther's fiction, but everything else, the white shard and the wound, is fact. Ew! So it what? Seems no, he did I wanted finish. that to not be true. No. Yeah. So the monster, like the thing dragging him, not real, but he did have that wound, and he did, I guess, finish, or they did finish the trail. Damn, that's gross. What a badass. Yeah. 
That is so gross. Like how like what how did you get the wound? I would need to know. Like if something didn't drag you away. I'm wondering if they genuinely had a splinter fracture in their shin. Maybe. Which Ugh. is awful. Ugh. How would you finish the trail? No. I have heard I feel like I've heard of someone who like broke their foot and kept hiking. Like sure. people are very hardcore about finishing these trails. Yuck. Like wow. Dan Dillon says the sp- the splinter fracture sounds legit. Ugh. No, oh, thank ugh, you. Ugh. Blah, blah. Hate it. That was a great story, though. I know. I really liked how that one was written. Please write us more good, like, Mel's said stories. They hiked out on a badly sprained ankle, but they hiked out and it took seven days. Oh, Oof. my God. <laughs> uh, no. Jack, what? You walked what? around a broken leg for a week before the doctor realized it was broken? What? That's what? awful. No. How? Take care of yourselves. <laughs> Go to the doctor. Go get to the doctor. doctor. I mean, maybe like wait until like the Rona's over. But I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I I guess like my reaction to that story is just <gasps> an Animal Crossing. I'm like <gasps> the worst. Oh, an have, Olympic athlete run a, won a gold medal with a broken neck. I hate this. This is horrible. What? That's horrible. Like, I'll stub my toe and, like, lie on the ground and be like, ow, for, like, <laughs> 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. For sure. Dan said a friend of mine broke his leg as a kid, but no one believed him because it was a spiral flat fracture around the length of the bone, so it didn't have any of the usual observable symptoms. Gross. Ugh. Oh, God. I can't Gross. deal with this. Gross. I can't deal with broken bones and stuff. No. I hate it. Where are you people's nerves ending? Clearly not where they're supposed to be. Ooh. Ugh. I hate it. Wow. All right. We had a lot of we had a lot of good spooky stories tonight. We did. This was fun. And thanks for have... thanks to everyone for letting us hang out in Animal Crossing just for funsies. Oh, it's fun because we get a little we have a, a proper place to sit and tell stories. Yeah, and you got little Bigfoot feet and signs. It was very appropriate. Your town's very appropriate. You did a great job decorating it. Let's do one last tour before we leave. Okay. I can make so you we... one of these signs. These because I can customize a wooden sign. I love the signs. They're so good. I don't know about your house though, Jack. You gotta, you gotta fix <laughs> fix this up. There's no more Tiger King. Well, if you want to see inside, oh no, oh no, <laughs> I'm scared. I have the little pizza oven too, though. It makes me happy. Yeah, he turned mine black. Ooh, oh, he did have neat. tiger flooring. I guess he got rid of the Tiger King flooring. No, oh no, <laughs> the tiger. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the diner wall. No. <laughs> Oh my god, I really like that deer, though. I like the, like, wooden deer head. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Yeah. And he's got, like, one of those singing trouts, which is very exotic. Oh my god, does it sing? Exotic. I don't know, he's got it blocked off. And he can't make it sing. I like this little, like, I guess, electronics workbench? Yeah. <laughs> Foosball table. And a tiger. Nice. It's great. It's so haunted. It is. It's cursed, as they say. Angel Big cryptid energy. Why does he live in a Chucky Tuesdays? (laughs) Oh, no. This is even spookier. This does look like his room in the show, though. (laughs) Like, I feel like this carpet was there. I, I, and like, maybe the bed was like that. Yeah, it was very plain and big. I remember that. Yeah, thanks. I hate it. I'm not even going to talk about the stuff that was in his bed. I just, like, can't. (laughs) I just remember, I remember when they were talking about the lawsuit and he would, he just, like, took his bed outside and blew it up. Oh we just watched that episode. <laughs> oh boy, Jack! If you want, I have one of the uh, one of these gas ones, but it's like all beat up. It's like beat to hell. 
Oh, man. <laughs> It'll go perfect. perfect here. That's great. Now you need something to represent Carol Baskin outside. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, this has been neat because she killed her husband. She did. I mean, that's spooky by itself, so. And I like the inside of your house, too. I'm trying to make it not Tiger King. No, it's just spooky. Just spooky. I love this lighthouse. Yeah, the lighthouse is great. Oh my god, Kayla should make you a big cat rescue sign. I agree. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, you got, if you, it is worth watching just because it's so bizarre. Oh yeah, there's the hole. The hole. Mel's hole. Mel's hole. Mel's hole. I should put a a sign out there. Yeah, a sign that's Mel's hole, no bottom. I do want to make a SETI sign here. You should have a SETI and then just with an alien face. Yes. It's amazing. I know. I know. Well, she traded for the cool brick lighthouse. Like, I have the dumb red and white one. Yeah, we got to get you a spooky one. I love the big footprints. They're so funny. Apparently, there is, like, I have a rock, like, a I have, like, a, a cairn, like, a rock cairn, which is, like, a rock tomb kind of thing. But there is, I've seen Stonehenge. It's, like, there is an actual Stonehenge. <gasps> Ooh. I have, huge. like, a stone gate, but it takes, like, 90 stone to make it. And that's I I, that's the one that I made. Oh, my gosh. It takes so long. But I did, I did see an actual Stonehenge, which is pretty sweet. That is awesome. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us for Spooky Saturday. Sorry, I yawned to the quarantine. Just, I'm always sleepy inside. I can't help it. It's true. I feel like everybody's been sleeping more, and that's okay. Don't. I feel like no, there's no been a judgment. lot of things going around about how you should be so productive right now, and no, you shouldn't. You don't no. have to be productive right now. It's a lot, and we're all it stressed. Is a lot. But thanks to Kayla for inviting her, us to her town and letting us hang out. I'm not sure what we'll do next week, but, you know, it'll be another spooky, spooky Saturday. We'll figure it out. It'll be fun. Uh, thank yeah. you to those listening on the podcast. It's a good, it's a good place to be. And I hope that we gave you some entertainment in these, uh, in these trying times. By the way, <laughs> Spooky Saturday's response to COVID-19. <laughs> We're here for you. If you want to feel spooked, please come and hang out with us. <laughs> it's our official response. That's our official response. <laughs> And also, if I see another commercial that says that, I'm literally going to, like, go flip a car. Like, I just can't. I still get those emails daily from companies. I'm like, stop. Yeah. Like, my, the another place email where I like, bought my car sent yeah. it to me. And I was like, stop. It's like, like, I think yesterday I saw, like, Steakums response to COVID. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> like, Steakums. <laughs> oh, man. Well, take care of yourselves. Look out for each other. And we will see you next week. Spooky Scouts. Enjoy Animal Crossing. And... Yeah, enjoy sleeping a lot, and we'll see mm-hmm. you soon. I'm gonna wave. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna wave and I'm gonna clap. I can't wave. I took that away. I'm gonna clap. Okay. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Okay. Bye. Good night, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for Spooky Saturday. I'm Kayla Klein, and you can find me at kaylakline.com or on social media as at k a y n c l i. And I'm Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly. And you can find our clothing store at TrashCoven.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about Spooky Saturday and becoming a Spooky Scout, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookySaturday.com. Spooky Saturday airs live every Saturday on Twitch.tv slash Holly Conrad at 3 p.m. Pacific.